0: This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by
1: Mercedes-Benz. Hello everyone, welcome to Off the Red Carpet, I'm George Pinocchio, and today we're talking about Ralph Breaks the Internet. This is the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, which was an enormous animated hit not too long ago. So in this one, Ralph is back and Ralph is John C. Riley, and instead of being in the video game world, we're heading into the world of the internet. I first interviewed John C. Riley back in 1996 for a Paul Thomas Anderson movie called Hard Eight. He would be in another Paul Thomas Anderson movie the next year, 1997, Boogie Nights. But now he has a different audience with Ralph Breaks the Internet.
2: I like that you wore your vest and tie today, George. And I like that you wore it in my honor. Exactly. I came (laughs) formal for you today.
1: (laughs) You look good. Thank you. All right, so let's let's begin with, um, I want to say that I thought this film had a slightly um, bigger edge to it. It was a little edgier than the last one, and the mm-hmm. p- directors are very happy that that's the case. You two?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the characters mature a little bit. You know, we take up the story about six years, I and mean, it's been six years since we made the first one, and these characters have been together for those six years in this friendship, And they're starting to grow and mature, and the audience that saw that first movie is also starting to grow and mature and deal with things that are a little more intense in life, like the internet and friends growing up and moving on to different chapters of your life. So we wanted to make the movie relevant for the people that are going to see the movie. So uh, I definitely think it has a little bit more of an edge, but... When you move out into the real world, things get edgy sometimes. I know?
1: agree. Now, have you seen it? Because I know Sarah hasn't. I, wanna... I haven't seen okay, it. I've this... seen
2: little clips here and there. They showed me their progress as we went along. But, no, I'm so excited to see it tomorrow night. at well, Capitan. I
1: ask this because I don't want to spoil any of my questioning that might. Uh, you'll see. But just look Spoiler for little references. Weather. Look look for little references of things you might see that you don't expect in this world. That's what I'll say. Um, I heard there's a
2: lot of secret little jokes uh Sprinkled, sprinkled throughout.
1: One of the well, I'll tell you this: you can just look for it. One of the filmmakers has a clown fascination, so they're a little bit more clowns than you might expect. <laughs> in this kid. one, uh, your uh, your demographic of your fans keeps changing, and I think now kids are old enough to know who the guy is behind that voice. Mm-hmm. And you now have, I mean, look, a little girl just was in here interviewing you. You now have a different f- group of fans than you had. Ten years ago, yes, right? George. It's
2: very important to stay in touch with tomorrow's ticket buyers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one of the wonderful things about my career. I've had so, I've done so many different kinds of movies that uh, there's something in my career for everybody, pretty much. So, um, yeah, this is definitely a really cool thing. Like, yes, kids are putting together, oh, the guy from Step Brothers is Record Ralph, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But honestly, the most touching thing are the young, young kids, like younger than seven, I'd say, don't really understand that cartoons are not real. So I'll be in a supermarket or something, and some adult will say, Oh my gosh, it's John C. Bradley. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. And bring this five-year-old kid over. Do you know who this is? And i like, No. It's Wreck-It Ralph. And then this five-year-old will be like, no, it's not. It looks nothing like Rocket Ralph. And then I was open my mouth. How you doing, pal? Nice to meet you. And then, that's. But it's his voice, and like his look of confusion comes on their faces. That's really sweet to to meet younger kids in that place of total fantasy. Still, they still think like Ralph is a living, breathing guy somehow. I don't know.
1: I like it. Um, I also like the modern technology. And how it's all visualized here, and I know you have an idea of it, but just the idea of clickbait, mm-hmm. like it just you you get it instantly, mm-hmm. and you get a block instantly. There are, there are so many visuals that make sense, and I love knows more. I yeah. mean, I just think that it's. I don't know how how long it takes or how many people with PhDs are coming up with these things, but it's quite incredible visually.
2: Yeah, it's really. I think that was a really fun thing to explore the ways we were going to personify these mysterious things that happen on the internet because i think i think i can speak for you and anyone else none of us except maybe technical type people understand really what is going on in there how did this information get to me i know there's wires and servers whatever that means but i don't really know what that means if you put me in a room and said fix that server i wouldn't know where to begin so um the the challenge of like Turning it into a concept that people could see and understand was really fun. And, of course, tons of jokes within it, too.
1: Now, the two guys who directed this film are Phil Johnson and Rich Moore. Phil also co-wrote the screenplay. These guys have worked together before. They made Zootopia. Rich is one of the directors. Phil, one of the screenwriters. They are really excited about this new adventure for Ralph and company. I want to start with... A little reference I saw, and then I want you to expound on something else I missed so you'll make me go see it again. Oh, okay, Good. great.
3: All right. Can I do. love
1: that I saw Circus Liquor.
4: Circus Liquor. Circus Liquor.
3: One of our favorite landmarks in North Hollywood. Uh, we, we made the movie Zootopia, not in our studio in Burbank, but um, in a warehouse in North Hollywood because our studio is being refurbished. And we would drive past that every day, you know. And I, I just—it's such a crazy sign. It's a, for people who don't know—it's a big clown neon sign, you know, for a liquor store called Circus Liquor. And we were like, we have to put that in.
4: So what else is raisin. there that I need to see? Oh, oh man, there is a lot. There are—I have a, a clown thing, so that <laughs> yeah, clown is a but, but one clones. of. There are probably two dozen. <laughs> odd clowns hidden here and there. There's a there's a clown community college. We thought that was oh, an Old yeah, Kisses. I forgot that. Old there's Kisses a billboard. Clown community college in, in Slaughter Race on a brick wall. There's this clown, this sad clown teaching community college for clowns. Which I'm, there's I'm, more than just clowns in this movie, yes, though. There, <laughs> are. there are other yeah. Easter eggs.
3: Uh,
1: let's talk about some of the other things. Um, okay. One of the things, just subject matter alone, I felt like you've made an edgier movie than the first one. Was that the intention? I, w- I would agree. Mm-hmm. I think that
3: after watching the first one about a year and a half ago, like I felt like, wow, our, this new one really is, it clips along uh, at a much faster pace. Um, and I think some of the jokes are just a, a, a little bit sharper, a little bit edgier. Um, and I think that's kind of how our studio works that we're never happy with our last one that we kind of keep pushing the envelope and humor and drama, in, in uh, just the
4: technology of how we make the films. So I'm glad that it, that it felt that and, way and to And we you. both worked on Zootopia and were, were emboldened to an extent by the tone, by the mm-hmm. by the themes that we could we could tackle, and, and still do it in a way that appealed to audiences. So I think we, we are constantly pushing the envelope, hopefully. I
1: think everyone's going to come in and tell you who their favorite characters are, something about a character. So I will give you my two cents. I'm digging Nosemore. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alan the great Tudyk. Alan Tudyk.
3: Did yeah. The voice of Nosemore. And man, he, that character was kind of in the story from the very beginning. We knew we wanted to have, we wanted to uh, personify a search bar. And we said, well, it's got to be like kind of a, a little pro- professor type character, a simple like kind of 60s style animation, you know, of this little kind of poindexter guy. And Alan did such a great job of providing
1: the voice to him. And I love that you said poindexter, because yeah. that's what I saw instantly. Yeah. All right. I've got about 35 seconds left. Ready? I'm yes. going to say everything I can, and you're going to answer something. I got love it. the clickbait. I love that Sarah Silverman has a bigger role. I love that you stuck in Star Wars. I love that the <laughs> princesses are not like we expect to see them. Which one should we talk about? I'm thinking modern-day clickbait made sense to me because yeah. everyone gets it.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean that was that was an early idea with all of these things how are we going to personify things that you and I know? So eBay is an auction site. Knows more is this little search engine, and then the most insidious, annoying thing—clickbait, <laughs> like just popping up and in your face. So I mean he thought of it like a sign like spinner. sign like, spinners hey, hey, on you. the hey, sidewalk, or hey, hey, people <laughs> that come up and hey,
3: you want to go to a comedy show? Comedy show, Mister. Yeah. Go to a comedy show.
4: And then the idea of a pop-up blocker just shoving them down like an actual blocker, like all of like those like things that that immediately for us were like, oh, that's funny. Like that'll be fun to watch and to see.
1: And now let's talk with Sarah Silverman, who is back in her role of Vanellope. Silverman, who, of course, is known for being edgy and having a more adult audience, loves the fact that she has this world, too. Question number one is, I need to know if you did your own singing. I did. Did you really? Yeah. See, I didn't know. See, you find these hidden skills when you do a movie like this.
0: I I do sing. I didn't know if I could sing as Vanellope way up there, but yeah.
1: I like, I really like that. I thought it was and I like I like a lot about this. It's it's a good film. It's also for the adults out there, I'd like to say it's an edgier film than the last one.
0: Yeah, it's a bit subversive. It's very meta. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, I take notes when I watch a movie and one of okay. the notes that I I I felt like it's very modern and very current with things like clickbait and I'm not the greatest um technologically advanced person, but I got all of these references, I think, and I think that's, Of kids are probably more advanced than me, so they will get them even more so, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think we're all affected by the internet. And um, I think it really holds up a mirror to all of us at every age. You know, what does the internet do? It builds us up, breaks us down, and makes us feel riddled with insecurity, it makes us feel like hot, ch- Stuff, good. <laughs> um, and all these things are outs- external. We're pinning our worth on these just disenfranchised uh, voices on the internet. and so it is it's interesting how human it is somehow um, it it really is about all of us. you know, we are not
1: outgrowing this stage. Do you feel? like this is one of the most powerful roles you've played, as silly as that sounds.
0: Yes. I know. I I love that you said that because even though this is, you know, a Disney movie, I feel like it's really about the human condition and very much about where we are right now. You know, we're so much of the country. We're, we're afraid of change. We're terrified of progress. We're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of uh, the unknown person, you know, we're, and and um. It, it's... That really takes that on, you know, everything that the Internet represents, everything that our we experience, you know, our our feelings, insecurity, being afraid, being brave, being curious. You know, it's like all just such a mirror.
1: One of the new stars of Ralph Breaks the Internet is Taraji P. Henson. I fell in love with her when she made The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and got an Oscar nomination in the process. She is somebody who you can walk into a room and she always has a smile on her face. The interview for Ralph Breaks the Internet, no exception. You are not going to be happy. Until you have grabbed every single demographic out there to be your fan.
5: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You got it.
1: (laughs) What is it like to have the little kids be your fans? Oh
5: my goodness. They're the pure, most pure thing about humanity. And why not have them want to go see you in a movie? Come on.
1: I think this movie is edgier than the last one. I love that I'm seeing things like clickbait, yeah. or you know, just like <laughs> I now get it. You know, I, I, I was so stupid for a while. Then people at work would say, "Don't, don't press that." Right? Why? It's
5: clickbait. It's clickbait. Now I
1: know what clickbait really is. You
5: know what I say about this film? If you have someone who don't really quite understand what the internet is, take them to see this film because it'll break it down to them in a way that a child can understand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: Um, what do you think of your animated
5: self? What do I think of my animated self? I think she's fierce. (laughs) I think she is a... I want to be her when I grow up.
1: (laughs) There is something about these films that offer something for everybody. I was telling the directors that I loved that for a brief moment, I saw Circus Liquor. Now, I don't know if you know that reference, but it's a liquor store. It's a in real the liquor Hollywood.
5: store. Absolutely. Yeah. I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
1: I mean, it's a local liquor, liquor yeah. store here, and it's in the movie briefly because when they were making their last movie, they kept seeing Circus Liquor. So I love that it has a place here. I don't know what else will be a surprise, but now that I've seen that, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to see it again. You
5: have to see it again because you're going to see things that you missed the first time. It's so much going on in there, so much. Now there's a certain calm I have because now I know what the internet looks like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the empowerment of this? Because I I told Sarah that there is something empowering about understanding, and mm-hmm. I think that you you know you, you broke it down already. Yes, and
5: unconditional love, and that is what you need to have when you're talking about um, a friendship or any kind of relationship. Um, you're two different people, so. You're not gonna like the same things all the time. You know, your friend may decide to go in a direction where you're like, ah, I don't think that's the best for you, but if you're happy, then I have to help you along the way. You know, it's tough to do that and not be judgmental. So I think that's a great, it's it's a great story of friendship and this odd friendship, like these two people from, you know, they're very different and they are just like the best of friends. It's amazing, it's beautiful.
1: Who will you take to see this?
5: Everybody It goes
1: everybody. back to that whole demographic.
5: Yeah, everyone. It's a film for everyone to see. It's not just for kids. it's not just for adults. I mean, it's for every. It's a film for everybody. Even if you don't like animation, go see it.) <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here's this all... is the film that's going to make you love
5: animation. How about
1: that? Let me say this before I run out of time. It's a Sunday afternoon. You mm-hmm. work all the time. This is an extra work day for you. Yes. You get glammed up, and you look great. Thank but you. it's also hours and hours and hours of you talking. Yes. So you have to believe in this project to be here,
5: right? Absolutely. I, I do, and I really do believe in this project. And um, I just love Disney. I just love how they... Um, take care of their fans, the people who've supported them through the years. I just like their forward thinking, their forward writing. It's great company to have. Hey Disney, now I need a song.
1: <laughs> why do I think at some point in your career here you <laughs> me, will me, become me. a Disney princess?
5: Why should I? why wouldn't I? <laughs> Come on.
1: It's it's in the cards. <laughs>
5: it's gotta be <laughs>
1: Well, I hope this gives you a little hint of what Ralph Breaks the Internet is all about. And if you see it, you'll have some references to look forward to as you watch this film. Ralph Breaks the Internet is rated PG. It's in theaters for Thanksgiving. And thanks for joining me for another edition of Off the Red Carpet. I hope you hear me again real soon.